feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Nothing there from what we saw at the weekend, so I got the reaction from the team and the players that I was looking for, and um, yeah, it's an outstanding performance and plus our marker. We can't drop off that now between now and the end of the season. We've set a good level tonight, and I want four more of that. They've had a real upturn in form and consistency. Congratulations to them getting the final. I think they thoroughly deserve that. So yeah, we're, we're very aware of the test that's coming our way. Organised team. Football show. With OPC Energy Limited for urgent boiler repairs this winter. Contact them today. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, and Marvin Bartley. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go. It's back to 20 for 24 hours at least. That's the points advantage for Rangers at the top of the Premiership after Celtic won 4-0 at Kilmarnock last night. It'll be 23 again later tonight if Rangers beat St Johnston at Ibrox and that would be with only 11 games to go for Steven Gerrard and co. Or could the League Cup finalists spring a surprise? Former Rangers and Scotland captain Barry Ferguson, could there be a shock in store at Ibrox tonight? No, I very much doubt it, the way that um, obviously Rangers are, are playing just now. Uh, so I, I, I see only Rangers getting three points. Um, good to see two new signings in, in Jack Simpson and, and Wright. So hopefully we see them play a... Uh, a part tonight but no, I'm more than confident Rangers will get three points The other League Cup finalists Livingston uh, keep on living the dream their 2-0 win at Aberdeen last night stretched their incredible unbeaten run to 14 games they're now five points behind Aberdeen all achieved without the services <laughs> of Marvin Barley how did that happen? <laughs> I got dropped from the team and you know the boys probably had the best result we've had in the, in the 14 game run so I'm not sure I'll be getting back in I, th- I can see a recall on Saturday <laughs> against St Johnston and that League Cup uh, final uh, dress rehearsal. Um, but it's some squad, isn't it? And that, that's if you go a little bit further back, Marv. It's uh, Livingston lost one of eighteen. It's it's just an incredible run. Yeah, well, I spoke about it at the start, you know, um, of of this run and when the manager changed, and I said the squad's very strong. Um, you know, we've got a lot of players around the same sort of ability. We don't really have any individual stars, but as a team, you know, you can make three or four changes as we did yesterday. And you look back to the Celtic game, we made seven changes and, you know, get positive results. So, you know, everyone's kind of on the same wavelength and it's just about waiting for opportunity. And, and when it does come, you, you need to take it. And the boys did that yesterday. Uh, the other Premiership winners last night were Hibs 2-1 in Paisley. Uh, Hibs move up to third, two points better than Aberdeen, who've a game in a hand. And the pair of them go head-to-head at Easter Road on Saturday. That should be some game. Uh, but there are three big games to be played tonight, of course. We've already mentioned Ibrox. And uh, what a game at the other end of the league table. The bottom two, Hamilton and Ross County, have a showdown in Lanarkshire, kicking off in an hour time 
And it's a six o'clock start at Fir Park as well uh, for a Motherwell team looking for back-to-back wins. Graham Alexander uh, in charge looking for six out of six to get further away from the bottom of the league. They face a Dundee United side which hasn't won in seven. It's Rob McLean, it's Barry Ferguson, it's Marvin Bartley on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Get in touch, join us, join the conversation in the usual ways. 0808 17 17 700 text go and your message to 874 74 on the socials at go football show and the Livy bandwagon Marv just rolls on uh, you were there watching I was there watching <laughs> last night um, you did, they didn't even need you uh, Scott Robinson came on late uh, you had all sorts of disruption you lost uh, Craig, uh, Craig Sibold uh, in the in the warm up John Guthrie who was in the starting lineup. in came Adam Taylor Sinclair to a, a reshuffled back three but nothing it seems can, can knock Livy out of their stride No you're right there and you know um, talking of Aaron Taylor Sinclair you know he's been out of the squad for weeks uh, he's pulled back into the squad yesterday of Kieran Brown going back to Cardiff and then 10 minutes before the kickoff, he's suddenly starting um, you know, he's a left back and he, he's got in at centre half yesterday. And I, I thought he was our best player. You know, to it shows kind of what Livingston are about. You know, there's there's no time to be disappointed when you're not in squads and you're not playing. You know, everyone just gets on with it. And he's testament to that yesterday because it had been so easy for him to kind of down tools because he's not been involved for five weeks. But to come in and, and start the game yesterday and play so well, you know, against a very, very good centre forward, um, you know, it was brilliant. And the boys were delighted for him after. We really were. Two sides to every story, of course. It was miserable uh, for Aberdeen. They lost two goals inside 15 minutes. They they lost Ryan Hedges and Ash Taylor, injured in the first half as well. It all went horribly wrong. And Barry, here's the nephew to explain how it felt afterwards. The first half kills us. Not good enough. Um, not defending properly. Um, not keeping the ball in the right areas. And Livingston, we just played right into their hands, turning the ball, they were getting up in settings, um, and they were better than us today, in every single one of us were, were miles off it. A team like Aberdeen should never be losing at home to anybody in this league, though it's just so frustrating and disappointing. That was Lewis Ferguson, of course. Uh, you saw a bit of it yourself, Barry, yep. last night. Uh, Aberdeen were just blown away, really, first half. Yep, and that's where you've got to give Livingston credit. Um, I, don't, I don't think they get enough credit, if I'm being honest, um, Livingston. Um, a lot of it's made that they're a, a really workman-like team but I think they've got a lot of good footballers and at times um, they play good stuff and I think Lewis has just been honest there yeah. um, certainly the first 45 minutes Livingston were far the better team Aberdeen showed a bit more in the second half but overall um, Livingston deserved the three points and again as Marv just mentioned there, the manager he makes changes and it doesn't seem to affect the Livingston team What did you make of Aberdeen? Because I think I was quite optimistic on their behalf Marv because they created quite a few chances at your place uh, at the weekend and I thought with a with a striker like Fraser Hornby in the team eager to impress that might be the missing link for them but it, but they just never really got started and, and I think once you guys got two up I just didn't see any way back for Aberdeen yeah, it's difficult, you know, when, when you're two goals down after 16 minutes or whatever it was, it's, it's very difficult no matter how good a team you are because, you know, you let the first goal in and, and as a team you, you try and regroup, but you let the second goal when you think, wow, it's going to be a, be a long night. Um, so, yeah, you know, we knew they were going to be improved or we thought they were going to be improved from, you know, the game on Saturday because they had a natural centre forward. Uh, they also had Hendry on the bench, but, you know, when you see somebody like Hedges go go off, you know, and you're 2-0 you're up, you kind of think it's going to be your night. And, you know, the boys absolutely fought for everything. You know, as Lewis said there, you know, every second ball they were, at, they were on, 
Um, and, and that's what we were about. You know, we worked ever, ever so hard and we needed to do that yesterday, you know, because it was back to the walls for a little while and, you know, he probably had a, a shot that went over the line, but the linesman didn't see it. Um, so, you know, that's a bit lucky as well. You get at the top because at the start of the season, that would have been giving us a goal. You know, when we were down was the bottom struggle. Yeah, was it in? Nah, you... I, I, I'm not sure. You know, I was a from long your, way away. From your position? I was a long way away. I think our goalkeeper said he, he thinks it, it did go over the line. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if the linesman doesn't give it, you play to the whistle kind of thing. And that's what we did. So thank God for no, no goal line technology from <laughs> your point of view. Yeah. Um, what did you think, Barry? Was it in? Yeah, I, I seen the, the side net ruffle. Yeah, so um, did I. So that made me think it maybe have, have been over the line. Um, but it was just one of the nights for Aberdeen. At, at the end of the day, Livingston were the were the better team, um, and Derek needs to get a reaction quickly. Um, if they want to try and cement that third place, they need to get back to winning ways, and they've got a tough one on Saturday, Rob, at Easter Road. What did you think of the the opposition last night, Marv? Um, I just thought it was it was it was an off evening for them. You know, um, I think probably too many of them had off evenings. Um, which has been mentioned, but you know it happens in football. And, and, and like Barry says there, you know Derek's going to need a, a reaction from them very, very quickly because you know they'd have been looking at two games against Livingston and looking to point, pick up at least four points. You know, and they've gone away with one point out of the two games, and that's not good enough for a team the size of Aberdeen. Celtic had an on evening, four nil at Kilmarnock. Well, it was a very good performance, and um, just exactly the reaction I was looking for after you know the performance of the weekend. It was totally night and day, and uh, we were excellent from start to finish. Well, about time, I guess, for, for Celtic to produce something like that. I think it's their biggest win, Barry, since September. Yeah, I watched the game in the studio on and, and Saturday against St Merlin and, and it was the worst that I've seen Celtic, if I've been honest with you. No energy, nothing about them. But last night, he got a reaction because he came out and he was open and honest and says um, certain players um, aren't doing enough. Um, so he made a few changes last night and I've got to be honest with you, it was back to what we became used to, the way that Celtic play. Um, they were on it for the first minute, um, some decent goals, and they, they had a real spirit about them, which I think has been missing the past four weeks. So they thoroughly deserved the three points, but in terms of Kilmarnock, I worry about Kilmarnock. Um, you look at them, I still believe they've got good players, um, but they need to get a manager in quickly, um, or they could get dragged into a relegation battle. How much does that matter? last night for Celtic at this stage of the season so far adrift Marv I think it matters a lot you know you want to close the gap you know anything can happen in football and we know Rangers are, are miles away from them at this moment in time but all you can do is win your own games you know as a team even looking to next season you want to go on a good run now between now and the end of the season and then you know over the summer you can build looking forward to next season um, and, and they needed a, a win yesterday uh, and they needed a reaction you know, after you know Neil saying what he said after the game on Saturday, they did get it, but it's one game. You know, teams like Celtic should be winning week in, week out, and that's what it means when you play for a club of that size. So this is just the start of it. They need to keep building on this. Two of the four goals for Odson Edouard. I don't think he's short of confidence. Yeah, I mean, he was a little bit sort of loose with the ball first half. I thought he had a great opportunity to pull the trigger second half and it's been a little bit symptomatic of the season. You know, he's a wonderful player when he's on his game and the second goal's a, a thing of beauty, really. So, yeah, I mean, he'll be delighted. He's back in among the goals, which he wasn't first half of the season. So it obviously all goes well for the rest of the season. Two goals for Odson Edouard, but uh, some would say it wasn't a penalty for the first one and he was offside for the second one. Yeah, I didn't, personally, I didn't think it was a penalty. Um, I don't think the goalkeeper um, touched uh, the centre forward. And then Edouard's second goal, um, I think he's at a couple of yards um, offside. But do you know what, Rob, when um, 
you do think you're offside, you've got to continue. And it was a, a classy finish. He, he, again, he he showed um, what all Celtic fans believe that he is a, a top striker. He's been a bit off the boil of late, um, but he definitely showed his qualities last night. This was James Fowler's reaction. Having quickly seen some of the Celtic goals as well, we probably feel that the second's not a penalty, and that kind of goes against you right after half time as well. And we'd spoken as a staff at, at half time about potentially changing the shape. We'd said, can I give it 10, 15 minutes in the second half? They say that kind of impacts on, on what you can do, and it's, it's a tough one. Uh, and certainly the third looks like it potentially offside as well. So uh, we created enough tonight uh, to score one or two, but obviously defensively, we just need to try and sharpen up a little bit as well as, as a team and, and be better. These are big moments, aren't they? Big decisions. I mean, I, I felt the, the Lewis Ferguson decision last night and I can understand why it wasn't given because you have to be totally sure about it. But it could, uh, the way the game was, it could just have given Aberdeen something to come back at you guys with last night. And in terms of Kilmarnock, well, goals, if the penalty's not given, if the third one's offside, Kilmarnock stay in the game uh, and have a chance late on maybe to get something out of it and you can you can hear that in James Fowler's voice yeah they'll be disappointed like like every team are when and decisions go against you um you know I spoke about that, especially when you're down at the bottom you know these things do seem to go against you and I I've seen the penalty incident and I didn't think it was but you know you've got an experienced goalkeeper like that does he even need to come you know, um, and, and that'd be the question that'd be asking himself. You almost give the referee and the linesman a decision to make, and you know, when the striker goes down, and to be fair to the, the officials, they've got a split second. You know, I, I had the chance to see a replay, and that made my mind up that it wasn't a penalty. But you know, I didn't think the goalkeeper needed to come. No, but, no. You know, it, it does make it it does make it difficult. You know, when decisions do go against you, but you know, that's part and parcel of football. That's maybe a goalkeeper, Colin Doyle, who's short of games, hasn't really played a whole lot, and he's maybe just eager to impress too eager and he just should have stayed in his line shouldn't he yeah he's an ex-team mate of mine I played with Big Doyle at, at Birmingham right. um, he was second choice goalkeeper and I, I think with his experience he, he doesn't need to come out and um, go for the ball when I, yeah, he's actually going away for goal Rob so he'll be disappointed but again it's probably lack of game time he's not played a lot, a lot yeah. of football of late um, so he'll probably look back on that uh, decision and, and think he should have maybe stayed in his goal we're looking back on last night's football and uh, some of the big decisions, some of the controversial decisions and the significance of, of the results as well. Kilmarnock nil, Celtic 4, Aberdeen nil, Livingston 2. Marv can't keep the smile off his face. And St Mirren 1, Hibs 2, Hibs back in third in the Premiership. The game's tonight, of course, uh, two six o'clock kickoffs. So that's just 45 minutes away. Hamilton against Rons County, well, it's massive, isn't it? The bottom two, there's just a point between them at the moment. Motherwell against Dundee United uh, Motherwell looking to climb uh, Dundee United showing signs maybe just of starting to drop back and could they get caught up in the the relegation dogfight come the end of the season and of course at 7.45 it's Rangers against St Johnston Stephen Gerrard and Co looking to reopen that 23 point gap at the top and I wonder if Scott Wright uh, might feature at least in the squad tonight what do you think Barry? Well, I, I think he'll definitely be in the 18 I'm actually excited to see how he, he does but when I have seen him Rob for Aberdeen um, certainly in the final third that he brings that, that spark um, and that's why the reason I think Rangers have, have went to, to go and try and sign him he's, he's pretty similar um, to kind of Ryan Kent the way he plays um, and he suits Rangers style of play um, so I'm delighted they got him in early because he can get his, his, um, himself accustomed to the way that Rangers work. He, he can get used to his surroundings and, 
and the expectation and, and demands that you need when you when you play at Rangers. So I think this three month will be a settling in period. I think you'll see the best of them next season. And it's pretty ominous, isn't it, that Rangers are already uh, building for for next season's title challenge with uh, with Jack Simpson and Scott Wright and and Namdi Offerbor uh, as well. Significant signings and and building more from a position of strength. Yeah, and, and that's the best position to build from. Um, you know, I think it shows that the club are constantly trying to evolve. I think it keeps the boys who are in the squad at the moment on their toes because you know they're not going to rest on their laurels with being you know top of the league and looking like they're going to win the league. They're trying to improve again for next season. So what that does to the rest of the boys in the squad you have to raise your game as well because you know it's normally like the weakest players shown the door and at this moment in time everybody wants to be at Rangers you know all those boys in the squad with things going the way they are going everyone wants to be within the squad so you know it's perfect for the club and, and like Barry said there bringing in Scott right now is, is ideal because he has three months with no real pressure on him he gets used to the way that the, his teammates play and you know the system and everything else and then next season he can really hit the ground running it's Glasgow's own, it's Go Radio, it's the football show and it's an exciting night because uh, three Premiership games last night and three tonight and two of them um, are just about 40 minutes away and we have team news uh, from Fir Park, um, Motherwell uh, will line up with Kelly, O'Donnell, Mugabe, Lamy, Carroll, Campbell Crawford, Maguire, Long, Cole and Watt. And as for Dundee United starting 11, it's Sigrist, Smith, Sporla, McNulty, Clark, Edwards, Robson, Butcher, Harks, Shankland and Fuchs. Mickey Mellon's a, an old pal of yours, Barry, but uh, it's been a, a poor run from them. Uh, could they get sucked into trouble at the bottom? There's a possibility. Um, there's no doubt. Um as you just said there, I know Mickey was looking forward to managing up in Scotland and it's a great job to get done United. They're a, they're a big club and when I look at them, there's certainly goals in that team. Yeah. Bob McNulty, you've got Clark, you've got, you've got Shankland um, and he's trying his best to, to find a formation that suits say three players. Um, but he knows it was, um, it was going to be tough coming up for the championship and the, the most important thing is Dundee United do survive this year. You don't want to get sucked into a, a relegation battle. But when you look at their squad, they've got decent players, Dundee United. Um, so I think they've got enough quality to make sure that they don't get sucked into that battle. Let's give you the team news from the other game as well. Uh, the printing, uh, not quite what I'm used to in terms of uh, of standards. Um, I think uh, you, you just can't get the staff these days. And uh, it's been cut off halfway through the names, but I'll certainly try and work through the Hamilton uh, team here. Blair, blame the printer, they're saying next door. Uh, Fulton, O'Dolphin, McMahon, Sterling, Easton, Hamilton, Anderson, Ogunpo, uh, Alvin Martin, Hodson, and Callaghan uh, for Hamilton. I think. I think that might, those might be the names. You've done well, Rob. You've done well. <laughs> uh, I actually made some of them up. Um, Ross Kenty, Laidlaw, Yelda, Morris, uh, Shaw, Vigers, Hilton, Yakaviti, Kelly, Naismith, Payton, and uh, Tony Ondra. Is that a, is that a debut? Is that a debut for Tony Ondra tonight, or has he played already for Ross County? Certainly, a, certainly a, a recent signing for them, a recent addition. And of course, he's a former Hamilton player, Marv, isn't he? Yeah, um, that's probably why they put him in to start. If it, you know, um, it'd be, be a huge game for for both clubs. Um, one, I think ha uh, Hamilton will be thinking they can win. Ross County, the same. Um, you know, what Ross County don't want to do is go there and lose. You know, because Hamilton do have two games in hand on them. You know, and it's. But the psychology of Hamilton going above them after beating them will be very, very difficult to you know turn around. I know there's still a while to go in the season, but 
you know, nobody wants to be down at the bottom at this moment in time. But no, it should be a good game. It should be a good game. And, you know, we played against Ross County recently and, and they were actually a much improved team. You know, um, the style of play has changed a little bit as well and they tried to get the ball down and play and, and Ollie sure they've got goals as well. So it should be a good game. We've got Livy skipper Marvin uh, Bartley with us. We've got the former Rangers and Scotland skipper Barry Ferguson as well. Rob McLean here uh, on the Go Radio football show with OPC Energy Limited. Looking back on last night's Premiership action, looking forward to tonight's action. And next, talking to the former Celtic defender, Alan Stubbs, up next. The Go Radio football show. Yeah, the Go Radio Football Show for, uh, what day is it? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Uh, Premiership football last night, Premiership football uh, tonight. A much-needed win for Celtic last night at Kilmarnock. Four goals to nil. Uh, Another win for Livingston. It's getting boring, Marvin Bartley. All these wins, 14 games unbeaten now. They've lost one of their last 18. They're five points behind Aberdeen in the Premiership who they fairly comfortably took care of uh, last night. Big win for Hibs as well because with Aberdeen losing uh, Hibs took the opportunity of moving into third place. 2-1 they beat St Mirren Paisley. Uh, tonight we're about half an hour away from Hamilton and Ross County right at the bottom the two of them in the Premiership and Motherwell against uh, Dundee United. Uh, there is no game at the moment without any meaning and as for Rangers against St Johnston at 7 45. Well, for Steven Gerrard and his team, it is the chance to reopen that uh, 23 point gap at the top of the table. Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, Marvin Bartley, and we've got Alan Stubbs as well. Hi, Al. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, Rob. Hi, guys. You okay? How are you doing, Stubbs? Right. What, yeah, about, what about last night? You were, you were at Kilmarnock. Alan, how was it for you? Um, well, I, I actually was, didn't get there in the end. Oh, did you not? <laughs> so, no, I was supposed to do the, the game for Sky, but I, I didn't. I didn't get there. Ah. Um, so I, I, I watched it, um, and if anything, it was more of a a morale boosting performance and, and result because you know it was. Um, it's a game where you just don't know what you're going to get with Celtic at the moment. Where they are, you know they. You know they they can put in a, a decent performance and then they, they can have a, an abject performance, um, and it's just it's just be- become a, a season of uncertainty. Um, so you know it was emphatic in the end. Um, a couple of decisions that that went away. You know, but um, we seem to be not necessarily worrying about um, anything in terms of what Celtic do at the moment because. It seems to be a formality, obviously, that it's just a matter of time before Rangers win the league. And so from a Celtic point of view, how much do you read into a result like last, like that last night? Obviously, it's badly needed on the back of uh, what happened against, against St Mirren, but how, how significant is it for the rest of the season? I think, I think Rob, even from now to the end of the season, I think every, no matter what result Celtic get, it's just about looking at the bigger picture. Um, you know, I'm not. You know, I, listen. I, I respect Neil Lennon 100. I think he's he's done he's done remarkable in terms of his his, his tenor when he's been there in terms of what he's achieved. But I just don't know with his biggest his biggest alibi in terms of Peter Lawwell going. You know, that leaves I think Neil even more vulnerable. Um, 
you know, and, and, and if anything, probably with Peter going now and it's all come out, I think probably think the last thing that Peter wants to do really is because of his relationship that he's had with Neil, is 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 sack him and end it on a really sour note. Stubbsy, how you doing? I'm I'm good. Is that you, buddy? Yep. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Aye, good. Thanks. Good. Thanks. Um, just obviously been an ex top centre half yourself. Do you yep. think it's solely been defensively Celtic's problems this year? Um, I, I, obviously the performance was a bit better last night, but I still yep. think they look vulnerable. Uh, uh, um, set pieces. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it's been a, it's been a huge problem um, amongst other huge problems, Barry. You know, it's 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 been one thing after another. You know, and, and I know the the defence is coming for a, for a lot of criticism, and a lot of it is justified. Some of it probably a little bit unjustified, but in, on on the on in the main, I don't think you could have too many problems. Um, with it, if you were if you were on the receiving end, they they haven't defended well as a unit uh, in terms of defending set pieces. I don't think whichever way they've been set up has not suited the personnel, and they've took far too long to change it. Um, and ultimately, uh, and 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 I don't want to sound old school because obviously, when you played, you played with some some great players, you know. When 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 I was playing, especially in that Celtic team, we had some great players. But most importantly, we had we had individuals that were prepared to take ownership and yeah, responsibility. I, That's what yeah, I don't see. Yep. Uh-huh. And 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 I think a lot a lot of it comes comes down to that. You know, if 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 we were on the pitch, or you were on the pitch, or I, or or, or Marv now, even to to a certain extent. And you're seeing something wasn't right. You, you would put it right yourself and say, "Listen, this is not working. Come on, we need to do this." And a, a lot of that, I think, has come down to that. Rather than people or players now just saying, "Well, this is my spot. I've been told to stay here," you know. And we're all players, and and you know, if you're in in the wrong position, you feel vulnerable, and you do something about it. And I just think it's a little bit too easy now for for players to say. Well, that's not my area. That's not my man. Nothing to do with me. Rather than taking taking responsibility and ownership and thinking and saying, there's a ball coming in here now. I'm going to make sure, even if he's not my man, he's not getting to it. You know, and 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 I think that's been a, that's been a big problem for for Celtic. And that is not necessarily Neil. Neil will carry the can for for everything that goes wrong at, at Celtic. And as a manager, you have to accept that. You know, but this is where his, I think, his, his, his staff and all have questions over them, because if they if they can see that and have not said anything, and and even worse, not not put it right, then that doesn't say a lot about them either. Marv, you, you've you've twice, of course, last month in quick succession, come up against Celtic. What did you detect about the? the mood inside the Celtic camp if you like yeah uh, the first game we played them and obviously they were quite depleted because they had the, the coronavirus stuff um, I just felt like it's kind of what um, Alan I want to call him Gaffer because I, I don't call nah, him I just Alan, call him but, Gaffer you keep calling me Gaffer <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's what he was saying about players looking after themselves really and you know when he said when he was playing or something wasn't right he would have gone and headed the ball or gone into a different space I felt there was a lot of individuals there 
I think it's very difficult when the team's not doing well. The first thing you think about is, let me cover myself. Um, you know, they had a couple of experienced boys and it was only McGregor that was the one that was trying to drive the team forward, you know, try and encourage boys to run a bit more, trying to encourage boys to get on the ball and, you know, drop into a certain shape. But I felt that there was a lot of individuals that day was thinking, let me just do my job. You know, the pressure's kind of on, on us at the moment. As long as I do OK, that's all I care about. Um, in the second game, when the, when the players were back, I didn't see much difference to that, if I'm honest, you know, and, and that shocked me. Um, I thought Scott Brown was actually going to start the game. I know he came on and got sent off, but I just felt they needed a leader. And playing them on the Saturday before the midweek game, they really did lack that. And, you know, taking away from McGregor, because he's such a good player, you know, you want him to concentrate probably on himself and have somebody else doing, you know, uh, moving players about. But he was the one that was trying to do that and try and play his own game as well. But even when the players came back, you know, they, they just look, shadowed them for their former self. And I think the fear factor's gone. I really do think the fear factor's yeah. gone when you play Celtic now. See, see I, I agree with what Stubbs is saying in terms of Lenny will take the the vast majority of the, the criticism and mm. I'm with him. The staff have got to take a bit but also the players have got to take responsibility. You could do so much on the training field when you're coaching them or, or you're setting up for set pieces. It's when they cross that white line they've got to take responsibility as an individual and I don't see that with a Celtic team. Is he? Is he? Are we assuming Al that 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 Neil Lennon is in charge for the rest of the season? I mean, is that is that the way it's shaping? Because I have to say, when I heard his uh, after match interview at the weekend after losing to Saint Mirren, and he and he was blaming blaming the players for letting him down. I mean, yeah. that sounded to me like the interview of a manager on the way out. Well, I I thought it was it was pretty telling the weekend because I think that's the most down I've seen Neil in a, in a in a interview and I think the questions I think it was Kenny that that, that was asking him yeah. you know some very leading questions and Neil found it very difficult not to answer them mm-hmm. in a, in, a, in a very honest way and you know it was the first time that I'd, I'd actually seen him say yes the players have let me down yes they are underperforming um and he and he and he certainly questioned their character, their professionalism, their fitness levels, you know, which is which is which is very dominant. And I, I and I think Neil's been not trying to say this through gritted teeth for not the last week week or two, but for the last couple of months. Yeah. Because the players that he's got, he wanted to maybe he thought they were they were they were fragile maybe he thought they were they w- wouldn't necessarily deal with 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 criticism um you know and you know Barry will know this myself and others you know when you're playing for a huge club like Celtic and Rangers one of the biggest things that you you first and foremost have to come have to overcome is pressure mm-hmm. not 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 ability is pressure you know we we've seen good players come to them clubs who have looked a shadow of themselves because they haven't been able to deal with pressure, um, and 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 I think that's what's that's what's happened. I think there's been so many um, things that we all hear whispers about, but have not necessarily come out. That the players have have hugely let Neil down. There's no there's no way about this. Um, you know they've 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 looked looked at a lot of things for selfish reasons. For, for for either wanting to get away, um, throwing the toys out the pram because they haven't got their own way, um, and ultimately, which is the most important thing, uh, always 
is that the club has been let down in such a monumental season. You know, Rangers have have coped with everything better. You know, Stephen deserves a lot, a lot, a lot of credit. You know, but Celtic have contributed to it massively and all. Has he been? Has Neil Lennon been hung out to dry in a sense by not being taken out of the firing line? I, I, um, yes, I, I think so. I, I think Neil has been let down and all from when he first went in there and not allowed to bring in his own staff because right now Neil will feel very isolated because he's he's not got. I, th- I I would say is right hand man to go to to speak to, you know. Um, I think we all know that is the staff. You know, apart from uh, Gavin Stacken, who's who's coming recently, and I wouldn't have thought that was necessarily Neil's appointment either. Um, you know, John Kennedy's been there for a number of managers now. Um, you know, and that's you know being Peter's appointment. Um, you know, so there's a lot lot of lot of things that have gone on. You know. Or is a lot of the signings being Neil signings? I, I very much doubt it. So you know, when you look at you know some of them points I've just made, yeah, they, they're crucial, absolutely crucial. You know, and Neil has not been in in control of potentially the biggest things that comes under the manager's resume. So, so you think it, Celtic are as disjointed off the pitch as they as they've looked on it? Well. I don't think it's necessarily what I think. I think the evidence is there for everybody to see, though. Yeah. You know, because they have been, they have looked that way. Um, you know, it's 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 very easy. They, Celtic have, you know, with their results, they've they've not coped or dealt with the the pressures of of doing ten in a row. Um, or the recruitment has not been good enough in 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 vital areas that they they wanted to, uh, wanted to to improve, and uh, and and it's all come come unstuck for them. And as and as it's all been happen, unfolding, Rangers have been going along very nicely and very professionally, um, and building you know, for and next I, season as well. Oh, you know, totally. And I, and I, and, I, and I really I do think that. You know, it's helped the Rangers, this this Rangers team, with them not necessarily being a crowd there, whereas it's totally gone against Celtic right now uh, with there not being a crowd there. Um, you know, and Rangers have been very good, I must admit. You know, they've been very professional. Rangers have done what you would have expected Celtic to do this season. Yeah. one Just one quick question before you go, Al. Um, John Joe Kenny, you know all about him. Um, yeah. From from Everton, uh, yeah. how good a, a loan signing initially is he going to be? I think he'll be a brilliant signing. I think he's a he's a he's a brilliant lad. He's exactly what Celtic needs right now. He's he's a better player than Frimpong, but but lacks Frimpong's pace. But in terms of a football brain, really, really, really good. Uh, and in terms of an influence that he can have on the team, I'd only have to say he's he's and Marvel know this. He he will have an influence like John McGinn did in 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 the Hibs dressing room. That's how infectious he can be. You know, he comes in with a smile. He'll demand standards of the players if they're not they're not doing training right. He's just a real great lad. You know, I can't speak highly enough of him. You know, he, he he's what you would call he's, he's a diamond. 
Well, that sounds like a major plus. Um, Al, thanks very much indeed. Good to good Pleasure. to talk to you. Good to hear from you again. That is Alan Stubbs, the former Celtic defender. Uh, very positive on John Joe Kenny. You can join the football conversation as well. You know the number, 0808 17 17 700. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Thanks to Chris for the Travel to Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, Marvin Bartley in the studio. Good chat with Alan Stubbs there before the break and uh, raving about John Joe Kenny and what he might contribute for Celtic. Um, any comparison with uh, what John McGinn did at Hibs, Marv is pretty positive, isn't it? Yeah, when he started speaking about John in the dressing room, I didn't know what he was going to say. Uh, John was a bit of a bit of a madman in there, but no, I get what he, he was trying to say. An infectious character, um, you know, always smiling and you know, a fantastic person to be around. So, if he can take that to Celtic, then it's definitely a plus. But the Celtic fans will fear Barry that they're already playing catch up, not just in the in the title race. I catch a uh, catch up that they're surely not going to win this season, but catch up towards next season as well. Yeah, that's one thing I think Rangers have been excellent at. Rob is the recruitment from the, the start of the season they got the players in early the first day of pre-season and, and Marv will tell you as a player that's what you want to get in and get used to your teammates and the surroundings um, and that's where probably Celtic um, have been uh, caught short in the recruitment I think John Joe Kenny you heard um, Stubbs are just speaking about him I mean I've seen him a few times uh, for Everton I know he was in loan at Schalke last season yeah. that's the type of players that I think Celtic should have brought in six months earlier um, so it may be a bit too late but recruitment's number one for me at, at clubs and you see what Rangers are doing Rangers are ready to think ahead because I, I do believe that the manager Stephen Gerrard thinks he, he may lose one or two players um, financially as you heard Rangers in AGM that they, they might need to start selling players to balance the, the books so they're already think ahead they've brought two in just now and I think you can see as many three or four players coming in um, for the start of next season. Yeah, really impressive recruitment from Rangers. And it was an area, of course, in which Celtic were so strong, but uh, not so much in recent times. Last night, Kilmarnock nil Celtic 4, Aberdeen nil Livingston 2, St Mirren 1, Hibs 2. Uh, tonight, uh, 10 minutes away from Hamilton and Ross County uh, going head-to-head. Uh, six o'clock kickoff, as is Motherwell against Dundee United at Fair Park. Seven forty-five for Rangers against St Johnston, as the home team look to reopen that twenty-three point advantage at the top of the Premiership. Let's talk to Scott on the Go Radio Football Show, who is a Rangers fan. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I just want to make a point about Rangers attacking output this season. Obviously, yep. I feel like they obviously only contain what seven goals a season. Obviously, amazing record, getting all the headlines. But this season, we've already scored two more goals than we did in the entirety of last season. And I think the forwards aren't getting, and Gerard especially, isn't getting enough credit for the way he's using Morelos compared to last season. That's some stat, Barry, isn't it? It is. I think everybody will look at the defensive side for the simple fact that Scott just mentioned. There are seven goals conceded all season in the league after what's that, 26 games. That That is unbelievable. But in terms of going forward, I think Rangers are, are really strong. I think the the way that he's, he's used Morelos certainly this season, he, he's dropped a bit deeper. But that allows the wider players and midfield runners to go in behind. Um, so they always look a threat going forward. There's goals. The, the good thing... Previously, they relied too much on Morelos to get goals. Now, 
They're getting goals from all over the pitch. Um, from set pieces, the midfielders are chipping, the wide boys are chipping with goals. So, both defensively and um, offensively, Rangers have been excellent this season for me. It does seem like that, Scott, doesn't it? That when when one player goes through maybe something of a drought, and it's happened to to Morelos in the course of the season, it's maybe happened to Ryan Kent as well, who was scoring goals early on and then went quiet for a while. Somebody else chips in, the likes of the likes of Scott Arfield or or Ryan Jack or whoever. The, the Kemar Roof has co- made a big contribution in terms of, of goals. Cedric Eaton has come in and scored a few uh, as well. The, the goals are really spread around the team, aren't they? Yeah. I- Glad Barry actually mentioned Morelos last season because I feel his overall contribution in the league was, I don't want to say overrated, but but when you look at the stats, I think Morelos only scored like 12 league goals last season. I think Defoe was our top scorer with 13. And then you look at Cosgrove and Edward on 20 ahead of them. So when you look at Morelos last season, I think it's quite smart the way you're making him almost like Firmino at Liverpool. Like dropping a lot deeper and as Barry said letting sort of Roof get behind because I feel Roof's a better overall finisher so letting Roof score because letting Roof into those areas where you can finish where Morelos maybe not would maybe Morelos wouldn't if that makes sense Yeah I, I don't think Morelos is a, a, an out and out finisher if I'm being honest with you um, you look at it, he scores um, very exceptional goals you know I mean there's no many tap-ins as Kemar Roof is a bit different he he scores all, all types of goals um, but look I, I honestly think Morelos Rangers with Morelos in the team are a far better team Rob a lot of people go on about look, the, the only thing that we can put a slight against him is his disciplinary um, things this yeah. season twice now against Dundee United and, and Hibs last week that, that's the only disappointing thing but I think his overall game has improved that there's no doubt about it um, as I said they don't rely on him as much now because as we just mentioned there there's goals throughout the, the, the team as you mentioned Arfield since he came into the team has been excellent Ruth is just getting better and better I know he's been out the last couple of weeks um, Aribo there's another one a lot of people don't mention Tavernier Tavernier <laughs> Chapman with an unbelievable amount of goals and goals Conor Goldson yeah Hollander mm-hmm. um, even Balogun at times and Barisic so that, that that's key to a successful team and you don't rely on one or two players that's, the goals are getting spread throughout that Rangers team and that's been key to their success for me this season The comparison with Liverpool is interesting isn't it Marvin because it, I guess it's a sign of a mature team and a, and a quality team that it's not about individual headlines it's just about scoring goals winning games and it doesn't matter who gets the goals Yeah and a, a very good manager um, you know you talk about Morales' role changing slightly it's definitely hard to play against Rangers this season than it was last um, because you know they, they had rotations in the midfield but in the final third there wasn't as many now with him coming deeper and, and like Barry said there people running beyond him it makes it so much more difficult because the communication has to be key between the defenders and the midfielders on opponents team so you know I, I think yes he's he scored less goals or he looks like he's not as dangerous in the final third but I think what he's doing for the team is absolutely key and you know Gerrard's been proven right because that they're running away with the league um, so it's you know, I get it, he's not scoring as many goals, so fans might be thinking, well, what is he doing? But I can tell you now from playing against him, it's a lot harder with him dropping deeper and the runners going in behind because the rotations now are, you know, it's so difficult to pick up. How disappointing is it, Scott, that he's missing the next three games uh, because of yet another suspension? Yeah, it is disappointing, obviously, is disappointing. I can't for all to see over the three years 
four years he's been at Rangers. But I think Barry's mentioned it, a few, and a few people have mentioned it a good number of times. If you take the sort of aggression out of his game, mm-hmm. then he's nowhere near as good of a player as he would be without it. Yeah, I, I, I've said it since he, he's come into the club. I think if if you take that kind of um, aggression out of him, uh, he'll, for me, he'll not be the same player. Um, you've got to it's a risk sometimes a manager will sit listen you've got to expect at some stage he might do something like he done last week against um, Hibs but I think he's, he's worth the risk I do I think he's key to the way Rangers play and I'm disappointed he's going to be missing the, the next three games but again I look at the Rangers squad Kemar Roof is now back he's going to come in he's quality and it's a real opportunity for for Itton to, to go and show that he can become a Rangers player I think it's been a bit stop start for, for Itton but I do believe he, he's got a chance now to go and show the Rangers fans and most importantly the Rangers manager that he can he can cement that number 9 position Scott you've got those two games coming up against Royal Antwerp in the in the Europa League the squad was named today for, for those European games upcoming no, no Jermaine Defoe again uh, which is not a surprise really because he wasn't in the last Europa squad either uh, but Jack Simpson is added and, and Scott Wright as well yeah I felt um, Simpson I felt they were both key especially with like said Barca and Jones to a lesser extent because Jones wasn't in the original Europa League squad going out obviously to Oxford and Sunderland respectively on loan I felt Scott Wright is key to help the likes of Ryan Kent especially when he's not had the greatest he's not been in the greatest of form apart from that Aberdeen game when I thought he was man of the match month of December he wasn't as effective as he had been so maybe adding a more Quality and Scott Wright can push him on, and even if he, even if he's tired or off form, he can drop him. Scott Wright comes in, probably not the same quality, but a better level of quality compared to Barker or Jones. It's crazy. I'm just mentioning the Rangers centre forwards, and I've I've not even mentioned Jermaine Defoe, <laughs> who for me is is top class. Look, I know he's he's getting on in age 38, but. I mean, we've spoken about it a few times, Robert. I, I just love watching him. Yeah. I, I, I love watching him. Even if he only gets 20 minutes, 25 minutes, the guy just... It's an education, his, isn't it, watching it him? Is, and it's great for him to be at the, the club because guys like Morelos, Ruth, Itten can only learn off, off this guy because the career he's had, he's scored goals everywhere he's been and he's, he's a credit. 38-year-old, sorry, should I say, and he still looks fit as a fiddle. Sure does. Scott, thanks for your call. No worries. Good to hear from you on the Goat Radio Football Show. News at six on the way and another hour of football chat. Oh, he's being sent off! Sent for an early bath. It's not always a bad thing. Show Winter Nights the red card with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pumps, servicing and breakdowns and renewable energy, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!
So now the big night of Scottish football and you're with the big football show on Glasgow's own Go Radio. Yes, Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, Marvin Bartley and you if you want to get involved in the usual fashion. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, text Go in your message to 87474 on the socials. It's at Go Football Show. We're looking back on the results last night and uh, some of the big incidents as well, the controversial moments from uh, last night as well uh, Kilmarnock nil, Celtic 4 I hear voices <laughs> Aberdeen nil, Livingston 2 St Mirren 1 Hibs 2 uh, those are the results from last night and uh, maybe if I lose that the voices will stop oh mercifully uh, they have uh, tonight match is getting underway right now a few minutes into Hamilton against Ross County at uh, well it's always New Douglas Park to me really it changes name every changes name every three weeks doesn't it uh, Hamilton and Ross County the bottom two in the Premiership Motherwell against Dundee United uh, will it be back to back wins for Graham Alexander and his team and at 7.45 range against St Johnston Saints the League Cup finalists as uh, one of uh, tonight's studio guests Marvin Bartley knows all too well in fact a rehearsal coming up at the weekend isn't there? Yeah, uh, it will be. Um, you know, another massive game for us as we try and continue our run. But like you said, also a rehearsal for the final. Um, so, you know, we'll definitely be going to that game full of confidence and, and hoping to win because I think it does give you a psychological edge going into the final. Uh, well, that's if we win, that is. If we lose, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is no guide whatsoever <laughs> to how it's going to go. Uh, I was going to say next month, but of course it's later this month, the final. Let's talk to Andrew in Glasgow's West End. Hi, Andrew. Hi Rob, how's it going? Yeah, very well. How's yourself? Yeah, good, good. Thanks. What would you like yeah, to say? Get, yeah, I've just get two points. Um, first point kind of carries on for what Scott said, uh, just how important Morelos really is. And uh, we're obviously going to miss him in the next three games, but we have good options at the four, Ruth and Deaton. So uh, I was wondering who Barry thinks could replace him in the next three games. And uh, my second point. Well, let, let's let's let, let's go point. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go point A. Yeah, as I said, I think he's going to be a massive miss just with the way that with Rangers play. But again, the beauty of having a, a big squad and uh, the manager's recruitment been been excellent this season. I think Roof is the man to come in and, and uh, play through the middle. I know he's played out in the right, the right side um, and Morelos has been playing. But I think Kemar Roof now back um, injury-free, I think he'll, he's the one that will go through the middle. With Hadji and Kent either side? Yeah, but I, again, he, he can go and he went Aribo um, last week against um, Hibs. He brought Hadji out. Obviously, he looked at the uh, the surface at Hibs. Where it's normally a decent surface, but obviously the weather's taking its toll on that. So the beauty, as I said, he's got a big squad. He can go and change the personnel. Um, and whoever he changes that with, just slip in and they just continue the, the great form. But again, I will say, I think he will be a big miss. Morelos, there's no doubt about it. And you've been talking more about how more difficult Rangers are to play against this season than last. Yeah, uh, a lot more difficult. And, you know, it will be interesting to see who they do replace uh, Morales with because, you know, you need somebody to do the same sort of job. And, you know, we talk about his ill-discipline in, in terms of him lashing out and doing stuff, but it's actually a disciplined role because I imagine as a centre-forward, you just want to stay up there. You know, you want to be in and around the goal rather than dropping deep and creating space for somebody else. So, you know, like you said, they've got three good strikers who can come in and, and, and possibly replace him. Does it just go with the territory, Andrew, that uh, that you get these flare-ups from uh, Morelos that, that 
end up with a likes of this three match suspension you just take that because you you take everything else he gives as well yeah well he has been brilliant for us really but uh, he does have his moments and it's kind of got to that point even last season a lot of fans were kind of had enough of it but he's shown this season that he's you know, he's kind of had a new role he's been a team player but you see, he can never control that. He's just always got that in him. And uh, it's, it's where they take the risk and play him. Yep, I, I agree with him. I, I think when the manager's picking his team, he'll always sit and think it is always going to be a risk when, when he steps on the pitch, just by the way he plays. Um, but as I said before, if you, if you take that out of him, I don't think he would um, be the same player. Andrew, your point B? Yeah, it was just on Stubbs call from earlier. Uh, he made some good comments about uh, Celtic and Rangers, but the one thing he said about being no fans in the crowd, in the ground, um, he said that's helped Rangers and it's not helped Celtic. Uh, well, at the start of the season, obviously they're on level points and they've both got the same pressures of stopping the league or winning the league, uh, stopping the ten or winning fifty-five even. And um, obviously the crowd may help in certain games; it might not help in certain games. But we've missed the crowds at home to Motherwell, where one 0 down and big European games and obviously we've dealt with that just wanted to know your thoughts on that Barry you'll never know until the fans are allowed yeah. back in the, the stadium I, I guess I've heard quite a few people comment on this is a, the reason why Rangers are so far ahead this is the reason why Rangers have went 26 games unbeaten in the league because there's no fans in there but Andrew makes a, a good point there they've, they've been down in games certainly after the the game against St Murnrob in the, the quarter final of the cup. Um I think it was seventy four minutes it took Rangers to equalise. Yeah. Um normally you've got the fans roaring you on. So they've got to find something within them. And they've certainly done it this season. But in terms of I don't think it's been a, an advantage or a, a disadvantage. Every player them we've got Marv there at sitting that's playing this season, it's strange. I guess if I was a player I would struggle I enjoy fans being in the stadium and I'm sure Marv's the same so it's been the same for, for a, yeah. every single player every single club but again the proof will be in the pudding when the fans are allowed back in Everyone's got a theory haven't they about <laughs> who it favours and who it, who it handicaps and, and all the rest of it um, Is it possible to say Marv? I, I think it's quite disrespectful to say that you know not having fans has helped Rangers because it's not as if this season they've just you know suddenly appeared from nowhere and, and started playing this great football and now they're clear at the top of the league. You have to remember last season, you know, up until January they were fantastic. You know, yes they went on the uh, winter break and then fell away after that. But you know, I, I, I don't think you could ever say that oh not having the fans there has helped them because as I said, even last season they were playing some brilliant, brilliant stuff and they just carried it on this season. You know, and they've been even better this season than even well drilled at it, which happens, you know, when you do something for a certain period of time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not having that the fans have, have, have helped them get to where they are. I think they thoroughly deserve to be where they are. Burnley nil, Man City won in England early on. Gabriel Jesus has scored in, in three minutes. Goalless in the two uh, Scottish Premiership games. And Andrew, let's have a listen to Stephen Gerrard here talking about uh, tonight's opponents for you, St Johnston. Really good team, uh, really organised. I've been really impressed with Callum since he's come up to the league. Um, we played this team not so long ago. He was not in the game in the early periods, but we managed to really show our quality at key times and we played ever so well on the day. I think since that result, 
they've had a real upturn in form and consistency. Congratulations to them getting the final. I think they thoroughly deserve that. Good luck to them in the final as well. So yeah, we're, we're very aware of the test that's coming our way. Organised team. Good luck to them moving forward after after tomorrow. Not sure about that, Marv. Good luck to St. Johnston in the final. Yeah, I'm not happy with that at all. I'll take it back about the fans. Yeah, the fans <laughs> not being there definitely help Rangers. <laughs> what about that game tonight, Andrew? Um, is it a question of how many you're going you're gonna to score or are you concerned at all about St. Johnston? Yeah, I wouldn't say I was concerned, but obviously I've got to respect every team you play and they've shown that against Hibs that they're, they're dangerous. Uh, but I think if we were in the same form as like we were against Ross County, we should be comfortable, but obviously my else will be a mess. Do you think it could be an invincible season for Rangers? Uh, I hope so, but obviously it's one game at a time, so oh. let's get to see what happens. Your gaffer would be proud of you. Uh, <laughs> are you I, and I take it you're staying humble as well, but like you, you and Barry Ferguson both, um, and uh, one game at a time, Barry, is that the still the mantra? I think that's the, the best attitude to have. When, when you get in a position like Rangers are in just now and you think it's won, you take your foot off the gas, it's got a real chance of coming back and slapping you right in the face. So I think Rangers are, are going about it in the right manner. Regards to tonight, one thing you're going to get for St Johnson, they're well drilled, well coached. I know Callum really well. Um, I played against his team earlier on in the season in the Betfred Cup. Um, they've got good players. Um, so one thing Rangers will do is, is respect them and the biggest thing if teams come and sit in and, and make it difficult for Rangers one thing Rangers have shown this season is patience as well they don't need to score within the first 10-15 minutes which ideally you would like to but as the game goes on they don't become frustrated and they've shown it in a number of games this season at, at Ibrooks. We're talking about Morelos and making up for the absence of Morelos, Andrew, but how good have Rangers been defensively this season? Uh, and not all about Alan McGregor, very much about the four in front and I guess, I guess the, the way Rangers defend uh, as a team. Yeah, it's been been brilliant. Um, I think it helps to have the settled defence as well because obviously Helidor came back in and with Goldson, but even Balogun, we signed him at the start of the season He's played a lot of games and he's kind of earned his place. But, but no, it's, as you say, going forward as well, every, every player's kind of doing their bit. It's, it's been good. Marv, can you see Rangers losing? Um, yeah, they've got us to play again, so possibly. <laughs> um, no, listen, they're on they're on fantastic one, aren't they? Um, fantastic form as well. It's going to be very, very difficult to stop them. But I think within that dressing room, you know, it be one thing at a time. I think first and foremost, they want to win the league. You know, whether they lose a game or not, you know, getting that, that league title is the most important thing. And, you know, if you get the league title and then you're still unbeaten at that point, you can look to the next kind of um, stage of where you want to get to. But, yeah, I think it's going to be very difficult to, to beat them. R- Rob, Andrew makes a good point then. If you look at, Rangers back five that's me including the goalkeeper like uh, Griggs he's always been in goals you've got Tavernier Golson and you've got Barisic that's been a yeah. there's been a consistent level there the only change has been Hollander and Balogun and I th- I'll, I'll be honest with you I preferred Balogun but Hollander came in against Ross County he was good and I thought he was he was different class against Hibernian I thought um, his defending was, was great and I thought he was the best player on the park so I think it's key and Marvel I think I'll agree with me when you've got a settled back five or back four whatever you want to call it it really helps the team 
yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference, you know, because you learn how the, the person next to you wants to play. Um, and, you know, that's so important when you're you're defending because people say it's important at the other end of the pitch. But if you make a, a mistake in defence, it normally leads to a goal or at least a shot on target. So, you know, that settled kind of back four, back five, including the goalkeeper, um, you know, is absolutely vital. And, and Rangers have had that this season. Andrew, your prediction for Rangers St. Johnston tonight? Uh, I'll go three, three or four now. Well, make up your mind, three or four? <laughs> four. Four. Okay, so it's going to be counting goals uh, tonight and that would match uh, Celtic's score last night at Kilmarnock, about which you're totally not interested, I would imagine. Andrew, thanks for calling the show. All right, thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Good to hear from you, Andrew, a Rangers fan. Well, happy with the way things are going and uh, expecting not just uh, three points, but a few goals to go with it tonight as well. It was Celtic 4, uh, Kilmarnock 0 at Rugby Park last night. And there was a goal for Albion Ayeti. Yeah, I mean, he's worked hard at his fit. He can get a run of games now, hopefully. And um, he looked very good, very strong tonight and complimented Odson very well. So, yeah, it's a good night's work for him. Yep, and somebody posted some stats today about Ayeti, about minutes on the pitch in the Premiership this season. Uh, he scored six, I think, two assists. Uh, so he's been contributing to a goal, one goal every eighty minutes. He's played. The 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 stats look look decent for a guy that that's uh, looked as if at times as if he was in the wrong movie, Marv. Yeah, well, obviously it's important to get him on the pitch. Then um, we actually played. He played against us uh, earlier on in the season, and I was surprised how how good he was with his back to goal. Um, you know, he works really, really hard because I, I, you know, I expected a striker come in um, in from West Ham, and he's going to be like a fox in the box type player. But you know, he did work really, really hard, and you know, trying to hold the ball up and everything else. But you know, his lack of fitness that that you know Neil speaks about is obviously a problem. You know, we're into February, and you're still saying that you know a player finally looks fit now. You know, that something there isn't right. There's no way that you should be coming into a season um, at any club, you know, let alone a big club like that, and going for kind of ten in a row, and you know you're not fit, and it's taking you to February to get fit. So I'm not sure what the problem's been, but you know, it's not really acceptable at all. We spoke about the penalty earlier, Barry. He did well to win that, didn't he, Yeti? Yeah, he, he done well. I, I thought last night when I was watching the game, I thought he looked rusty. I'll be honest with you, I thought he 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 get better as the game went on. Um, and I'll be honest with you he'd done well what every centre forward you would expect for the penalty I don't think it was a penalty but I thought he took his goal really well I'll yeah. be honest did with you did he recover from a bad touch ahead of the goal yeah you, you maybe could say that he, he was going away for the goal um, but it was a great finish he's taken it well yeah Yeah, he's um, he stuck it away really well um, but I, I agree with Marv when, when I hear Neil Lennon say that he's still got to go up with fitness but we're in the beginning of February he's been here now four or five months I would Fully expect if I signed a player for five million pounds to be fit and ready to go, even if you're not getting any game time. And Marv will tell you, if you're out of team, you train even harder, you go and do a bit extra. Um, so for him not to be fully fit until February is a surprise to me. There was quite a bit of fuss uh, when Scott Brown's right arm uh, made contact uh, with Aaron Tishbola's face uh, during the game. There's, there's been talk today, nothing official, but there's been, there's been talk of possible uh, retrospective action. This was the uh, Neil Lennon reaction at Rugby Park last night. I didn't think there was anything in it, you know, I thought, you know, whereas maybe two weeks ago at Livingston, it was maybe a little bit more, or looked a little bit more deliberate, but I don't think there was anything in that tonight at all. Well, you saw the one at Livingston at close quarters, Marv. <laughs> yeah, the, the the one at Livingston um, definitely was a, a swing of the arm, but I think it was a 
a frustrating night. You know, he just came on. Uh, the team weren't playing too well and I think he tried to put a stamp on the game and, and obviously lashed out. Um, in terms of yesterday, I would hope, you know, an experienced man like that wouldn't be doing the same thing again. You know, so I'm, I'm going to put it down to, to being accidental. Barry? Yeah, well, the one at Livingston is 100% red card. <laughs> um, you, you can't get away for that one. I, I think watching it last night, me being a, an ex-central midfielder and, and Marv, when, when somebody's behind you and they've got thrown against you, I, I just think he's put his arm out to fend them off. I don't recall you playing with your arms by your side. <laughs> but that's a natural reaction to try and fend them off for, for coming um, into the line of the, the ball. So I, I don't think... There was much in it, if I'm being honest with you. You haven't watched it two or three times. I've, you've got the beauty of watching it in the house. I, I, I don't think it was uh, malicious or anything. I think, if anything, um, maybe a yellow card. Uh, but you've got to give credit to, I think it's Tisbola. Yeah. Um, he could be falling about, rolling about. He just got up. He was fine and, and got on with it. So that tells me it wasn't anything um, untoward. That's a good point, Barry. It is fair play to, to Aaron Tisbola. Uh, for for taking it like a man, so um, you know. Yeah, but it's what you expect, isn't it? You know, yeah. I think too often in the modern game, you you kind of breathe on somebody and they go rolling around. You know, um, it's not the way anyone, anyone wants to see football played. You know, if somebody does something to you and you're able to get up, just get up. And like you said, fair play to him for doing it because you know a lot of players maybe would have stayed on the ground. How are you surviving in this modern game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. As soon as VARs in Scotland, that's me done. So. Yeah, hopefully it stays away for the next year. Is there a Scott Brown factor that makes everyone get really excited about something like that last night and where, where it's actually n not a lot? I just think what happened with the incident at, at Livingston and what's going on at Celtic, um, I, I think if you ask any ex-player or any player who's playing the game just now, like say Marv, if you go and watch it, look, I, I don't think, as I said, Rob, I don't think there was, there was much in it. Um, I wouldn't expect it to be a red card, but again... The way the game is, if you look at somebody or breathe in somebody in the fall, yeah. you get booked for it now. Hamilton are ahead, Marv, um, against Ross County in that battle at the bottom of the Premiership. It's an own goal, Stephen Kelly, who's on loan from Rangers at County, uh, getting on the end of a Lee Hodson cross and putting the ball into his own goal 16 minutes in and uh, Hamilton ahead. That That's just, you can feel the tension almost from here in that game, yeah. can't you? Yeah, that's not ideal at all. Um, you know, obviously the, the best thing about it, conceding the goal is, is it's early in the game and there's still plenty of time to come back. But yeah, you know, you, you don't want to be going 1-0 behind uh, against Hamilton, especially on, on their pitch. So Hamilton 1, Ross County 0, uh, two six o'clock starts, uh, so Motherwell 0, uh, Dundee United 0 is the latest from Fir Park and of course Rangers against St Johnston is 7.45 so we should be getting the team news on that one soon. The Bull Radio Football Show. Two games in the Premiership well underway and goals in both of them now. Giving you the one at Hamilton already. It's Hamilton 1 at Ross County 0. That's Stephen Kelly own goal 16 minutes in. Well, Motherwell have scored now as well against Dundee United. And it's Devante Cole, Barry, who's got Motherwell in front. Yeah, that, that was one that I, I think Dundee United have to get something from um, if they want to stay away from that relegation um, battle. And it's a hard place to go for Park. Graham Alexander's starting to, to get his team playing. He's brought in a few players um, and they're starting to play well. So it looks like it's going to be a tough night for Dundee United. 
Yeah, I wanted to wonder if uh, Graham Alexander is starting to get a grip on that there. I mean, we, we read out the team when that came through an hour an hour ago, Marv, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a strong-looking team, although uh, we were noticing it was minus Declan Gallagher. Yeah, um, and obviously there's there's rumours of, you know, him after 25 games. I think there's an option in, in the club's favour. Um, that's something that I'd heard been, they've been trying to sort out over the last week or so, but... You know, unless he's injured today, maybe they haven't come to a kind of a, a resolution about that. And that'd be disappointing for, for, for Motherwell and I suppose Declan as well because he, he want to be playing football. Um, but, you know, obviously at this moment in time, they're 1-0 up. So that's that's the most important thing. Such a good player as well and central to Stevie Clark's thoughts for the summer. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I've I never seen seen him ever been breaking into that uh, international team but I've got to be honest with you and now you wouldn't well, leave him out <laughs> yeah but I, I've got to be honest since he, he broke into the team he, he's been um, excellent he, he's uh, he's really take, took a, a shine to the, the national team he's been top top class um, and it's a strange one whether he's what's going to happen is he going to sit out the rest of the season because he's got the Euros coming up yeah. I mean, he's, as you mentioned there Rob he's a, a big part of Steve Clark's plans He's he's been a, a big part of that, that team um, over the last um, 12 months so he's got big decisions if, it, if it's true that if he plays one more game another another year's contract kicks in and I would imagine that himself and, and Mullow need to sit down and, and get it sorted because the boy he wants to play he's, he's got to play um, and if he doesn't play he won't win the, the, the Euro squad that's for sure could be an interesting one that in the in the coming days to keep track of that story about Declan Gallagher, um, and uh, obviously they resisted uh, attempts in the last few days to, to, to from several quarters I think Marv to prize Alan Campbell away and, and and he is such a big player for Motherwell as well. Yeah, such an important player, um, such an important player, and I, and I can completely understand why they probably thought, listen, just just keep him here to the end of the season, make sure we stay in the Premier League, and then you know we'll part ways in the summer. Um, you know, obviously, that the money that they they were being offered wasn't going to be enough, you know, or be more than if they were to go down. Um, I think the most important thing for Motherwell Football Club is to stay in the, the league this season, and then Graham Alexander can build from you know there on in kind of thing. So yeah, keeping Campbell was definitely key, and you know he's a he's a very very good young player, and I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't you know play international football at some point in his career. Motherwell won Dundee United nil, and Hamilton won Ross County nil in the two. Premiership games, which are about half an hour old, and of course later, uh, 7:45 kickoff for Rangers against uh, St Johnston. We heard from uh, Lewis Ferguson earlier on, Barry's nephew, uh, about that uh, hugely damaging 2-0 defeat at the hands of Livingston at Petardry. Marv smiling again, um, but uh, th- there was a lot of talk. I mean, I caught the I caught the highlights on uh, on Sports Scene last night, and both the pundits in the studio, Craig Gordon and Michael Stewart, uh, were reckoning. That Lewis should have got a red card for his for his challenge on uh, it was um, Josh Mullen. Josh Mullen. Yep, I, I watched it, Robin. I've got to be honest with you. Um, I'm not just saying it because he's my my nephew. I, I see Lewis has got his eye on the ball um, all the way. I know at the end he lifts his elbow. I just think that's just to protect himself. I don't think there's any malice in it. I don't think Lewis has been into hurt Josh Mullen. Um, I just think he's at the last second he's lifted his elbow to protect himself um, and again I watched it three or four times and his eye is on the ball the full way 2-0 Motherwell Christopher Long has scored their second goal As I said it's, I think this could be a long night for, for Dundee United um, Mickey I, I know Mickey said that 
Um, it was just about surviving that a lot of people got to remember they were in the championship this year. But if you look at Dun United, I would imagine they've got a big budget. And you look at some of the players they've got as well, um, that a lot of people were expecting them to be at least top six. So Tony, what will be looking for a goal now because two thirds of the front three have scored uh, from Rotherwell <laughs> tonight. What, what, what did you he... think of Lewis's challenge, Marv? I, I've only seen it once, and I, I know the one you guys are talking about. Firstly, I was surprised Josh was even in there to for him to, <laughs> to make contact with. But I, I'm the same as you. I, I kind of just thought the ball was in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, two players have, have kind of come together, and it happens in football. Yeah. You know, if, especially in the centre of the park. You know, these things happen, and not for one second did I think. That should have been a red card or anyone on our bench was shouting for a red card. Um, as I said, I only saw it once. I haven't actually seen sports scene to see what they were saying. But, you know, there and watching well, they, it live... They, they, they obviously, the, the, the B-level pundits in because you, <laughs> you weren't involved. So. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, if it, if, you know you know what it's like. Uh, our bench would have been shouting for a red card 100%, you know, if they, if they thought that, yeah. that was the case. And I didn't hear anyone shout for it. So I think all of us kind of saw it the same. Two players coming together, you know, and, and we kind of just got on with the game after that. And we were talking about Alfredo Morelos earlier on and how you wouldn't want to take the, the physical side out of his game and the, and the aggression out of his game. And that would certainly go for, for Lewis as well. It's part and parcel of, of what he does, Barry. Yeah, he, he likes mixing it up. Um, and but We're sitting beside the guy in the studio now, Marv, that, that's what Marv's game's all Are about. Are you suggesting he dishes it out? <laughs> Just a bit. Um, I watched him last week in the semi-final and enjoyed a, a few uh, meaty challenges, but I, I don't mind that. I, I think that's something that's... Uh, going out the game a wee bit um, we've got to remember it's a physical game sometimes there's challenges at times they might go over the top but the vast majority of them I think players are just committed to the challenges and want to try and win the ball and, and do their best for their teams It just goes on and on for Livingston 14 games unbeaten uh, on the back of a very impressive win and what we should say of course that that Livingston got two up early on there there was that hugely controversial moment was it over the line was it not over the line from from Lewis Ferguson it wasn't given anyway and then of course after that Scott Pittman hit the post as well so it wasn't as if uh, Livingston did nothing um, after the two early goals yeah but you know we did get the two early goals and you know I said it after the semi-final it's so good to see us as a team showing that kind of grit and determination to you know keep the other teams out because at times in football you know you're going to be under pressure and it's what you do when you're under the pressure that really really counts and you know I think we've kept 10 clean sheets in 13 or 14 games now and, and that's absolutely brilliant you know when we spoke about it after the semi-final this is what we we're about you know yes we've got ahead with a goal but let's show people we can actually defend and we did that again yesterday and yes we got a little bit of luck along the way but there's no doubt about it at the start of the season you know we would have we folded 100% and I think it's you know testament to the boys at the back yesterday and the boys in front of them that they were brilliant We, we spoke about the strength of continuity when we, when we were speaking about Rangers but Davy Martindale, it seems at the moment, can do whatever he wants. I mean, yeah. he can make four, five, six. He's, you know, he's even made seven changes, I think, hasn't he, to, to one team selection recently. And whoever comes, it just seems to be seamless. Yeah, but I think the way we play, it's quite high energy. Um, it really, really is. And it takes its toll on you because at times we're not going to have a lot of possession of the ball because, you know, we are a little bit more directing to get into the final third. But So we're trying to get on a lot of second ball. So you need to freshen it up. You know, it's not... It's not a style of play you can say, right, this 11, they're going to start week in, week out, especially with the games, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. 
um, it, it's so so difficult and you know it was my turn yesterday and, and John Guthrie Craig Sibold and Scott Robinson coming out and, and the four boys that went in were, were, were brilliant you know and that's that's what it's about you know we encourage each other there's no there's no egos in the dressing room thinking oh I want the team to lose now I'm out of it out of it you know and, and I think that shows in every single performance we put on and is there a, an it ain't broke so don't that doesn't need fixed element to to preparing for games, um, or or how much of the tactical and technical um, does he input uh, between games? Yeah, no, he, he does change things definitely. Um, you know, we went with a different shape on on Saturday. Um, to yesterday, we, we went with three at the back against Aberdeen on, on Saturday because we thought it would be the best way to play against them and almost stifle their play. Um, and then yesterday, you know, we went back to to a back four. But it's definitely, you know, a lot of it is, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But also, you know, we talk a lot about when it does break, you know, that doesn't mean that's the end of the world for us. You know, there's, there's a right way to lose games and that's going out there and giving 100%. And that's one thing that the management instill in me as a captain, every single training session, every single match is said all the time. You know, we go out there and we give 100% because as players, without being disrespectful, we're not good enough to come off it and, you know, give 80, 90% because we'll, we'll lose game and we'll be very, very frustrated the way we've lost it. It's interesting to think, Barry, uh, about what Livingston might be able to achieve this season um, because because it's been a spectacular climb up the, the table to the, the stage now that they're on 39 points. They've played the same number of games as Aberdeen and they're only five points behind. Yeah, but we, we spoke to David Martindale uh, last Friday mm. on the show and I had asked him what, at the start of the season um, what did they set out to, to achieve and he says 10th position um, but now as the season's went on you see this the sort of form they're in you actually look at their squad and you, you actually look at the players they've got and they've got very, very good footballers for me as well now that they've got into that top six why can they not make sure they stay there or even challenge for third spot because I, I, again you look yeah. at them they went up to the uh, the favourites for the third spot last night for the first 45 minutes they absolutely outplayed them and that was them missing four key players as well so the beauty of the squad um, that Livingston have got four key looking to your right four key <laughs> yeah, players in the studio I've got to say four I would normally say three uh, but that, that's that's a great thing to have you just need to look at the, the strength and depth that they've got as well as you said the way they play they do play high energy they go and they try and close teams down um, they try and get the ball in the final third and they try and play for there uh, but again I'll be honest with you it's a team I really enjoy watching yeah me too and Yeah, you listen to the manager especially when we had them on the show last Friday for, for 20 minutes he's a breath of fresh air and I feel when you listen to him talking the way he goes about his business that drips into the players and the way that they go out and they play the game they play the game like it's their last ever game you can see there's a real togetherness about them a real team spirit um, and as I says that their work ethic is unbelievable with the ball and without the ball which I think is one of the most important things and a lot of people tend to forget the dirty side of the game and as Marv says last uh, the semi-final game they were under the cosh a wee bit the last 20 minutes sometimes you, you've got to give up the possession and they defended but people forget defending's an art as well and they, they obviously work hard on it so all credit to them and as I said um, David Martindale last, last week says they want to make sure they cement their place in the top six but now looking at them the run they're on why can they not get that third spot? 
I thought Stevie Lawson uh, was really good last night. He he grabbed my eye in terms of what he he did, and of course he was in your position. And it would be a shame if he came out for the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as I said, you can't play every game. So uh, yeah, no, but he was brilliant. He was brilliant yesterday, and you know he is a very very good player. He's probably been unfortunate this season to not play as much as he wants to. Um, but again, you know, it's not throwing the toys out the pram. He, he, he waited his turn, and you know, went in and did himself justice yesterday. So if he starts again on Saturday, then. You know, kind of so be it, and I'll, and I'll wait for my opportunity to come. Just over an hour away from Rangers against St Johnston, that's a 7:45 kickoff at Ibrox. Two games already, uh, well in. In fact, to maybe just about five minutes away from half time in the two games in the Premiership, which are already uh, in motion. Hamilton one, Ross County nil. That's Stephen Kelly own goal. Uh, has Aki's a goal in front, and it's two nil uh, for Motherwell against Dundee United. It's also 1-0 for Leicester at Fulham Iheanacho uh, in the English Premier League. Man City are, are ahead in their match as well. And those two goals for Motherwell against Dundee United from Devante Cole and Christopher Long, Graham Alexander's team, uh, looking as if they're in a pretty comfortable uh, position. We're getting some really good questions in on the socials as well, so we'll try and fire in uh, quite a few of those uh, between now and seven. Here's one for you, Barry. Uh, which players from your time at Rangers, uh, this is Phil Welsh uh, sending in this question on the socials. What players from your time at Rangers are you surprised aren't in management now? That's a good question. Are there, uh, are, there one, are there ones that you... There's, there are probably ones yeah, that you, well, you're, you're surprised are in management and, and probably are. Yeah. There, there's one There's one guy that I never thought would um, go into management. Obviously, you've seen he, he got the assistance job at Man City and now he's, he's took over at Arsenal. Um, he's one that I never thought would... Um, Get into management. Um, I'm trying to think. Who am I surprised? That maybe not. Quite a lot of them weren't interested in, in being managers. Um, maybe coaches are are uh, just doing media work. I would need to come back. Yeah, I'd need okay. to think. There's well, that many. There's, there's that many players that I've played with. Well, um, while while you're thinking about that, we'll come up to present uh, with the Rangers team uh, for tonight. Um, uh, just announced, hot off the press, and uh, this is it for Rangers. Uh, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Helander uh, gets the nod in that left centre back position, and Barisic. So there we have it. <laughs> We've been talking about it that four of those five are pretty much unchanging for Rangers. Uh, Davis, Jack, Aribo, Haji, Kent, and Roof. Yeah, I, I called it Roof coming in for Morelos. I know you did. Um, Hollander, I'm not surprised that he's kept him in after his performance um, at Easter Road. I thought he was excellent. Um, and, and that midfield three, um, not surprised that Ryan Jack's starting in beside um, Davo. So, no, a, a really strong um, a really strong Rangers 11. And as I says, the, the four of that back five are, have probably been um, in there 90% of the season, which makes a... A big difference, Rob. And, um, the, and the Rangers' strength, Marv, as well, underlined by the bench as well. <laughs> when you when you look at McLaughlin, Bassey, Balogun, Patterson, Zungu, Kamara, uh, Scott Wright is on the bench, so it's his first appearance in the squad, Stewart and Eaton. So some pretty useful guys in reserve there as well. Yeah, there's quality throughout their whole squad, isn't there? Um, you know, you look at their substitute bench and probably probably all of them would start in, in, in every other team except for Celtics, you know, and that just shows, you know, the strength and depth that they have and, and they're still adding to it and they'll add to it again in the summer. You know, it's definitely a club going in the right direction and there's no surprise that they're doing as well as they are. Just uh, over an hour away, sorry, Barry. I, I just look at, obviously, he's left um, Camaro uh, again. 
he's been he's been phenomenal. He just gets better with each game, and it, it just shows you that you don't need to go and spend a lot of money, Rob. I keep going back to it, and yeah. it amazes me how much it cost. £50,000 and it shows you there's good players in Scotland if, if clubs are willing to go and take that chance um, and these, these guys come in it was maybe a slow start from but you know now a lot of people are talking about Kent, Morelos so that'll be the ones that maybe go or, or Barisic but it wouldn't surprise me if Premier League teams are looking at Kamara that, that's how good I think he's, he's becoming that's a strong squad it's minus of course the suspended Alfredo Morelos it's also minus Scott Arfield who is on the way back from injury so he will be uh, in among it shortly to, to swell the quality in the squad we're just over an hour away from kickoff. Ibrox Rangers against St Johnston and in the two games which are approaching half time Hamilton 1 Ross County 0 Motherwell 2 Dundee United 0 The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go and that was Chris with the travel. Thanks for that. You are bang up to date. Uh, giving you the Rangers team already uh, for that 7.45 start at Ibrox. This is how St Johnston go tonight. Uh, Clark, Brown, Gordon, Kerr, McCart, Tanzer, Conway, Bryson, Davidson, McCann and May. On the bench, Parish Rooney, Booth, Craig, O'Halloran, Melamed, Kane and Gilmore and it's uh, when you read through those subs that you realise that actually St Johnston have got some pretty decent squad depth Marv as well Yeah and they've made a few changes um, you know I didn't expect to see Rooney on there uh, Melmed and, and, and Kane so you know maybe they're trying to freshen things up as well you know I spoke about Livingston and, and us doing that maybe St Johnston and, and Davison's trying to do the same thing because it's going to be a tough game you're going to need legs out there when you look at that squad, look at that team, Barry, what do you think is in Callum Davidson's head at the moment? Again, he, he might just want to freshen it up. I mean, just uh, what Marv says there, Rooney, he was like Cafu in the, the semi-final. He was unbelievable. He's got some engine, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he has. He, he was he was different class that day. But you, you do look through the, uh, the St. Johnson line-up and then onto the bench. They, they have got good quality, Rob. They've, um, they've also got a lot of experience, haven't they? When you look at like say, Con- Conway, Bryson, Davidson, um, May as well. Yep, yeah. Stevie May. That's and, and a lot of talent. Ali McCann's a real developing talent. Yeah, as well. I was just speaking to to Marv um, off air there about Ali McCann. There's been a, a lot of clubs looking at him. Um, I, I just think he's he's at an age where he, he just needs to continue his development and, and play a certain amount of games I do think he's got something certainly he's got, he's got a lot of attributes um, and I can see the reason why some clubs are, are maybe looking at him for the for the future but you look through that that lineup, and as I said onto the onto the subs bench um, they, they've got a decent squad as well with a lot of quality in it and as for Rangers in case you missed it earlier uh, we brought that to you about 10-12 uh, minutes ago uh, Rangers lining up with Alan McGregor and goals James Tavernier Connor Goldson Philip Hillander and Borna Barisic across the back a midfield three of Stephen Davis Ryan Jack and Joe Arebo Ryan Kent and Yanis Hadji either side of Kemar Roof up front and on the bench McLaughlin Bassey Balogun Patterson Zungu Kamara Wright, Stewart and Eaton. So, Scott Wright uh, is in the Rangers squad for the first time. Fair chance we will see him before the night is out. Yeah, first of all, I'm, I'm buzzing to be here and I can't wait to get started. And just getting about the boys, um, obviously getting to meet some of them this morning. So, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait to get started. Yeah, obviously, I've seen the way Rangers play and I really think it will suit my game. And you know, I've been at Aberdeen now for obviously all my life and um, I really appreciate kind of what they've done with me and 
the player they've made me today and now I'm just ready to go to the, to the next level Rangers He has had injury issues hasn't he he had that spell at Dundee where he really on loan where he failed to set the heather alight but you've, you've spoken about him already in the show Barry you're pretty excited about what he can bring to Rangers he needs to step up doesn't he yeah well a lot of people say potential he's 23 years of age now um, so what an opportunity uh, for him I, I do think it's a good sign and I like to hear that he's he's mentioning um, his, his old club Aberdeen they were big on his development he spent uh, all his days there um, so it's always good to hear a, a, a player mention their, their former club but I can see the reasons as I said Rob why Stephen Gerrard's went from me he's kind of in the mould of, of Ryan Kent um, and as I said it's a great opportunity for him in the final third he can bring that bit of difference that spark um, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing him in a, in a Rangers strip and you wouldn't have been distraught uh, last night to find out that he wasn't part of the, the Aberdeen selection because he's been such a big player for them in the first half of the season Marv yeah I was distraught on Saturday when he said, <laughs> told him to come on and I was thinking oh, I don't need this you know um, but no listen it was so good to hear the excitement in his voice there you know to, to hear a young man getting probably what is his, his dream move and, and like Bray said they're also speaking about his old club but also you know you spoke about the Dundee loan and yeah he did, it didn't go well for him but mentally that would have made him a stronger person um, and that mentality is something he's going to need at Rangers because he's not going to be playing all the time and he, he might have bad games but you know, there's no doubt about his quality and I, you know, I think he'll, he'll fit in there you know, perfectly in the English Premier League, it's now Burnley nil, Manchester City two. Gabriel Jesus early on, and Raheem Sterling has scored their second seven minutes away from half time. <clears throat> and Leicester are now two up. Ian Acho got the first. Justin has got the second, a minute away from half time. And uh, it's Hamilton one, Ross County nil. Uh, in the Scottish Premiership, that must be at the halfway stage at the moment. And it's Motherwell two, Dundee United nil. Cole and long and you just feel don't you about that Hamilton Ross County game Barry that if there is a winner tonight it's it's massive isn't it psychologically it's massive even at this early stage of the season plenty of games to go yeah as you say there's still plenty of games to go but both of them um, are sitting Ross County 11th Hamilton 12th um, and psychological wise it, it could be a big boost uh, for the remaining games of the, the season um, and it'll be a um, a tight affair I, I don't think there's much between both teams um, but the thing that Hamilton have got they've got the experiences over the last five or six years when they're everybody's favourites to go down one thing about Hamilton they always pull surprise results out um, they always tend to beat the clubs round about them as well um, so if they can keep it at 1-0 I'm sure Brian Rice will, will, will be delighted because again they've they're run really small budget um, he struggles to get players in at times as, as you've uh, seen over the past week he was trying to get forwards in and he managed to get Bruce Anderson from Aberdeen Yeah. Um, but he, again he, he says he tried to get a bit more experience in so there's not a lot of money there but, and, but for me Brian Rice um, came in for a lot of criticism um, a few months back but I like him I yeah. like the way he goes about his, his business I like the way um, he tries to get his, his teams playing as I said Um that will be an unbelievable result if they come away with three points tonight. Yeah, I was just thinking that myself, Barry. That there's a real likability and an honesty about Brian Rice. He doesn't uh, he doesn't hide from anything and uh, get the feeling, Marv, he'd be a good manager to play for. Yeah, he's, he seems like a very, very honest manager as well. Um, you know, luckily I'm doing my uh, badges with the SFA and he's one of the actual tutors. So, ah, okay. you know, I get to spend a bit of time with him and yeah, you know, everything you say about him there, it rings true. 
you know, an absolutely fantastic man and it does so, so well with Hamilton, you know, year in, year out, always, you know, favourites with, with Livingston to, to go down and, you know, <laughs> he seems to keep them up all the time. So, you know, it's a huge game for them today because if they win that, then they've got two games in hand on Ross County as well. So, you know, it's a massive, massive, you know, 45 minutes coming up for them. What did you think about what Barney said about Dundee United uh, earlier earlier in the show? Would you have, have a fear for them that they're maybe a little bit on the slippery slope now and, and heading down into that uh, basement mix? Yeah, and it's not a place they really want to be. You know, I think as a club, I know the manager tried to play it down and saying they just came up from the from the championship. But if you look at the budget, you know, even bringing in Mark McNaughty on loan from from Reading when they did, you know, they're they're spending big big money. And I think that you know the people higher up in the club will be thinking, you know, top six is a minimum. You know, and I don't think it helps teams like Dundee United when you do see teams on a small budget like Livingston up there, and your chairman saying to you, well, hang on, if they can do it on, on that budget, why can't we do it on ours? So. You know, first and foremost, they, they need to make sure that they're not dragged into that relegation kind of battle. But secondly, they need to try and be pushing towards the top six. And at this moment in time, being 2-0 down to Motherwell, you know, is not, not helping them. Last night, big win for Celtic, 4-0 at Rugby Park. Yeah, it was a very good performance and um, just exactly the reaction I was looking for after, you know, the performance of the weekend. It was totally night and day and uh, we were excellent from start to finish. But on the socials, Mike Carlin's question to us is, have the Celtic players stopped working for Lennon? Well, maybe not in the evidence of last night, but but he'll be talking about the, the big picture, Barry. Yeah, you could have said that on Saturday. As I said, I, I watched the game and I, I was um, I was really surprised how bad Celtic were, but a lot of people go on about how, how bad Celtic were. You've got to give St Mun credit as well. Um, St Mun came with a game plan, Jim Goodwin obviously worked hard on the training ground and, and overall, Robert, I'll be honest with you, St Monday deserved to win the game. Um, a, a lot is forgotten about that at times. Um, but last night, they showed a bit of spirit at least and that's when the Celtic fans were watching that on Sky. That's what they want to see. They want to see a bit of fight um, and there was certainly a bit of fight from them last night in the game. Barry, thanks a lot and thanks to uh, Marvellous Marvin as well back soon on the Go Radio Football Show. Uh, we are back tomorrow night uh, with Shelley Kerr, the former Scotland women's head coach and the former Rangers, Aberdeen St. Johnson and a few others, defender Richard Foster with us. Join us tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 